Hey everyone, welcome to Waiting to be Signed, the show where we discuss the week's events in generative art. My name is Trinity and I'm joined by Will. And before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We are here to talk about art, not just the aesthetics, but the money surrounding it, as the market is a key part of art on the blockchain. That said, nothing we say here should be taken as financial advice. It is for fun and conversation. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, Waiting to Sign, to keep up with our thoughts throughout the week. Or for those who prefer visual language, on Instagram, uh, Waiting to be Signed. If you are feeling generous, we are always accepting donations, including tokens, at our Taswald address, WTBS, or ETH address, WTBS.ETH. The best way you can support the show is by collecting the FX text article that accompanies each episode. It's a great way to follow along with all the art and other references that we discuss. Hello from Canada. All right, live from Canada. How's it going? How's Canada? It goes. It's great. I have to say I love being on Atlantic time, which is one hour further east than New York. It's a casual 940 in the morning here. I love it. It's great. If you go out to like Newfoundland a little bit further, they add a half hour, right? Don't they have that weird time zone? Uh, I don't know. It's like 30 minutes offset. Possibly. We're not that far out. We're not that yeah. far out. That is truly the ass end of nowhere, at least as far as North America is uh, concerned. <laughs> but yeah, been a good trip so far. A lot of driving, a lot of driving and not much attention to the internet, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you're reaping great rewards. I saw that you uh, picked up a piece of art, real yeah. piece of art. A real piece of art. So my wife is Canadian, as you know, Will, and she has an Etsy store and she gets paid in Canadian dollars. And so rather than just having all that money sit in a bank account, you know, she decided to invest in art. And again, more that medium to long term investment with a fresh new artist who is doing super cool work. Ultimately, what he does is he paints his canvas twice in like two different layers, you know, variations of like similar images. So he has two paintings on top of each other. He creates like all of these lines and shapes that he projects onto the canvas and then uses a razor blade to score and like scoop up the top layer. So you're seeing kind of parts of both canvases together and it creates this really cool, funky image. When I talked to him about it, visiting him at his artist studio outside of Halifax, what I said to him, he gets a lot, which is that it is sort of reminiscent in a lot of like AI generated work. And the fact that like, it's kind of these two images coming together to create something that is cohesive and real, but, you know, is slightly like off in certain ways. It was really cool to see his process. I sent you the Instagram, some of the videos and stuff. Yeah, it's super cool to see on, on the Instagram videos, just like using the razor, peeling it away. And then that layer underneath is just like, like you said, it's just slightly different, but it, it feels acquainted with the layer on top. And then like, when you pull out and see the full picture, it does create this like really interesting, almost optical effect. And it also reminded me of some code based art. It reminded me of some of the techniques we see in some of those like Bapan style things, right? Where there's like all that kind of crisscrossing and the things changing depending on what segment you're in. So, yeah, really it's cool like piece. the different layers. Yeah. And he's also doing like a whole new series that's incorporating AI as well. So not like, hey, I'm making AI art using Midjourney or whatever, but, you know, creating paintings, creating like AI art, and then like finding a way in some like third layer to kind of merge the two. And so it's a canvas that's like partially painted, partially printed, fully blended, and with all of this different layering going on as well. 
And it's really hard to tell where one begins and the other ends. And so depending on when he starts releasing more stuff, we might go back and pick more, which I guess from a pure art market angle, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing to do because you want to diversify, but it's just so freaking cool Mm -hmm. that like, I would be happy to have a lot of this on my wall. That's awesome. Now I have to ask, of course, this being an NFT show, did you talk to him at all about NFTs and using the blockchain as a way to maybe distribute these to a wider audience, kind of like, you know, Marcel Schwitlick does with his plots? Yeah, of course. And he has some awareness, like he was like pointing me to some of his friends who have really stuff on foundation. You know, when we were talking about like the AI side of things, you know, he was pointing to me some of his favorite AI artists who release stuff like on foundation, on super rare, that sort of thing, as well as a podcast. I pointed him towards our Ivona Tal interview. So maybe we'll get a new listener. Alex, if you're listening, excellent work. All of the thumbs up and accolades. Maybe we've got a future uh, interview guest also. Potentially. If to jump over, it'd be great to talk to him about that journey and his process. Yeah. I mean, this has definitely been the uh, bag pumping part of the episode, right? I think that's what we used to call it. Do you have your piece listed already? Are you trying to flip it? Is that, <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the right time horizon is, but I think it'll live on our wall for you know at least a few years, if not decades first Yeah. before we uh, check out the market. That's awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes. Yeah. Very cool. Highly recommend. It's kind of off the beaten path, but still good <laughs> fun. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you are still finding ways to engage with art while you're on your trip. I hope you're getting getting outside and doing a lot of fun stuff with the family. It's been a very quiet week, so you haven't really missed much. Really? It's been a quiet week in this market? <laughs> yeah. I mean, huh. obviously, there's one big project that we'll talk about, and we have some shout outs. But I'm just saying, saying from like a news and like fun things to discuss, there's not really too much. Like we've got our Maya Man interview that I'll actually, I think, release today. So people can listen to it over the weekend rather than wait until next week since it's all done and edited and everyone's happy with it. That was super fun. We have other interviews coming up. But then on, on like the outside of our show news, Alba, their beta periods ended. They're going to be going to full open platform on ETH in a few weeks. Maybe that's the biggest piece of news for, with this narrative we've been following around platforms of like, well, let's see what happens, right? Because so far these open platforms haven't really attracted much from what I can tell. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely see what happens with Alba. I've been paying not that much attention to scrolling through a little bit of Twitter last night and this morning. And, you know, I see a lot of news and noise and tweets or X's, whatever we're calling them coming out of uh, from prohibition. And obviously following up on that, that big drop that they had a couple of weeks ago, Really curious to see how Alba does now that it will be open. And there haven't been any releases since this latest show. I have to give credit to the Prohibition team for the amount of engagement they're doing on social media and in Discord. I feel like every day I log in and there's like some alert in Discord, some announcement about a spaces that they're having or a Prohibition town hall. And despite the fact that like maybe we personally haven't seen a ton that we want to collect there, they're doing a lot to promote the artists that are releasing work there. And they're having these weekly Q&A live sessions with artists that the community there is enjoying and want to learn more about. So they're really doing their best to push with the community that they have. Which is amazing. That's what you have to do to be successful. And I know that we've been skeptical of Twitter spaces a little bit in the past, just in terms of it requires a certain amount of timeliness and uh, a lot of coordination that you don't get with, I guess, a traditional interview. 
But I mean, work is work. They're still new. They're still young. They still have a lot of funding behind them. And a couple hundred ETH from the heart and craft. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I was actually thinking about that. And I was like, I'm curious how much of that is actually just going to get plowed from Jordan, one of the founders and also one of the co-artists on that project. Like how much of that is just getting plowed into the treasury versus him keeping, right? Because I kind of feel like if the whole point of that was to bring eyes to the platform, it would feel weird for the platform not to keep a good portion of that as runway. But I have no idea, (laughs) of course, like what the actual arrangement is. Yeah, who knows? It will really just depend on how much he's invested. And, you know, I assume that he wants to see it be super successful. And they were even doing like a live meetup in LA for people who had, uh, who minted some of those. And there's, they're still including more communities and broadening like the free mint list on that. So we'll see. I mean, I'm still a little skeptical in general of these open platforms because it just feels like there's not enough art to go around, but perhaps we'll, <laughs> perhaps we'll, we'll see in six months, like who's still standing and where the artists coalesce around. I mean, I think to me, you know, not that we have news or anything or big topics to discuss, and this is something that I think FX Text was created to help solve is that conversation around the art in a way that is more uh, permanent and less ephemeral, such as the Twitter space or something audio. And I think that's room to have that conversation around what is the artist statement for these people who are releasing on Prohibition? What are what are they trying to, to do? And I think that's part of the big changes that we've been seeing in the last couple of months of more of the down market mm-hmm. as these releases are getting pushed over into, you know, the the Alba exhibitions, first exhibitions, some of the like the big releases that have been coming out of FX Hash, few and far between, but also with kind of an outsized amount of effort to kind of fill in that gap, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I know we want to talk more about that. Before we do, I want to say one other news thing and we'll do donations. So for anyone who is a fan of or collected Fold by Roxanne, there was an announcement this week that anyone who has one is going to get a free print. I guess he's setting up his own print shop, which is super cool. And once that is finalized and legal, he'll be processing signed prints and getting those out. So we saw a really nice bounce on the floor of Fold and a lot of um, just a flurry of people picking them up. Smart strategy there by Roxanne. It was already a great piece. A lot of people collected it heavily. It did get a little bit flipped. And this print incentive has helped kind of clean up the floors and further lock up those pieces on the market into collector hands. So I'm personally excited to get my first Roxanne print sometime, hopefully before the end of the year. I'm not sure what the timeline that'll be, but super excited for that. Donations this week is me. There's one noticeable donation that is really cool, actually. There was a project that we didn't talk about from a few weeks back. It was a FX Params project by Protocell Labs, who's got a ton of cool work on FX Hash. And they released a project called Retro Digitizer. Now, if you read it, you might be tempted to pronounce it in a slightly different way. <laughs> but luckily, there's a pronunciation guide. So this is Retro Digitizer. It's a long form piece where you upload your own file as a part of the FX params process. And that file gets ingested onto the chain in some way. And friend of the show, Thomas Noya, made one using, it looks like, a piece of our waiting to be signed logo and fed it into this project. And we got this cool, glitchy, waiting to be signed sort of logo piece donated to us. So thanks to Noya and thanks to Protocell Labs for facilitating that. It's pretty cool. I assume that this is one of those projects that came out of the uh, FX hackathon where people are trying to do new things. 
Yeah, which has been extended. I'm not sure what the new end date is, and I, I don't think they've announced a winner, but this certainly feels like it has to be part of that, right? This is like a very experimental use of params in that way. It's definitely different. And I, one of the things I love about it is that when it comes to the features, you can upload like your own little name, and it also shows who the uh, the minter was as ways to sort for rarity. I don't think we've seen that before. Yeah, I'm trying to think of tokens that have used... I think there was like an, a Ghost and Nagy piece a while back that used a different token that someone had made, and then it was like pulling the name off of the person who minted that. But yeah, it's a very scarcely used idea of authorship or ownership and that provenance and like having it become a part of the feature set that people can filter for. Really cool. Yeah. And even thinking about, you know, when we've talked about this a little bit with some of the Eric Swan pieces, you know, both on verse and FX hash about how people give them names, you know, it's like the taco stand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like the goose ringer, whatever. And this is a really great way of allowing people to bring that sort of identification and naming layer into the token itself. So it's immutable. Oh, you know who else did it? It was Ty Vec with the last of the ego pieces. Oh, yeah. You were allowed to name it there as well. I mean, that's Very super cool. cool. So yeah, thank you for that donation. Super cool. Got us talking about the project. And that's still open for Mint, by the way. So I think it's, it's kind of like similar to the Peter Pasma piece where you have to message Protocell Labs let them know you want to do one and then they'll help you out. So check it out. It's uh, only one testament one. So if you're willing to do the work and figure it out, you can get yourself a cool piece. Done and done. Well, I have to find a cool enough image. So Trinity for topics and trends this week, I simply put down, what do you want to talk about? You were away last week. So why don't you kick us off? What are we going to talk about before we get into art? Oof. Well, I have a couple of things written down here. I don't know if either of them are of more interest to you. We started speaking about one of them a little bit before when we were um, chatting about prohibition, like the curatorial statements, either from curators, artist statements from the artists, and how that seems to kind of be an overall new trend in the down market when we're seeing less volume of projects, at least on FX hash, but more intent behind them, where we're understanding more about what is the artist trying to do? What is the artist trying to say? And, you know, for people who will be listening to our interview with Maya Mann, that's a really great interview. Understanding more about her thought process and her, you know, what she sees happening. The discussion around internet, internet culture, hyperfemininity within internet culture, and just kind of responding to it in a certain way. And she definitely has a really strong point of view And I think that what we're seeing with a lot of the people that we've been interviewing recently and people who've been releasing art on FX hash recently and elsewhere recently is having that point of view, which is, I think, something that was really lacking during the bull run days. Yeah, it was probably what, like the second half of last year where we started noticing the slowdown in the markets. We weren't fully in bear territory yet. We were still hopeful. But one of the things we were saying as we would see these projects release and then like not mint out or like mint out and then instantly just get like 60% listed in the floors going way under mint. That was when we were starting to say like everyone's got to slow down. Hard to imagine, but that was basically like a year ago probably where we first started talking about that narrative of slowing down, taking more time, being deliberate and thoughtful. And it does feel like we're seeing that narrative playing out now. Unfortunately, it's resulting in a lot of artwork not being released on FX Hash. <laughs> like those projects, I think, are finding their ways to curated platforms like Artblocks and Verse. But we are still 
also seeing great projects released on FX Hash, like the most recent Tender collab, right, with Pixel Shark. Mm-hmm. And the upcoming Tender collab as well. The upcoming one, which, yeah, which I think will be coming out hopefully in a week or two. So projects that are taking a long time to percolate, getting a lot of feedback. Obviously, there's like secret artist channels too, where I'm sure these folks are all sharing their work and hopefully getting some amount of like critique and, and feedback there. So I definitely do feel when artists are coming out and releasing stuff, we're seeing such more impressive work in general. Like that's the vibe I'm, I'm definitely appreciating. And, and on the thoughtfulness side, Maya is such an interesting case, right? Because her work is such a commentary on the way that we exist on the internet. She feels like an outlier of all the people that we've talked to. It makes me think of Stevie P's Dopamine Dreams, which we talked about, I guess, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. at this point when it was on Artblocks Curated. Again, just being this whole commentary on internet culture and that commentary piece or that social commentary piece is just, I'm so happy to see it within the generative art world, you know, because we've seen at other stages in the last couple of years focus on like the code is the art or my ability to recreate this specific type of drawing or painting style is the art, you know, where it's very much about the output rather than the specific message. Yeah, definitely. It's a topic that I want to continue to explore with artists as we have them on too. Like, you know, no promises, but there's like a chance that we're going to have William upon on sometime in the next six weeks. And I'm super interested to explore with him what drives him to really embrace and like lean into mimicking these like real life materials in his code based art. Because I feel like every time we hear an interview, you know, written or otherwise with an more like OG coder in the space like they're very much critical of that style of thing and that seems like a really fruitful territory to get into with him right like he's clearly like a well-regarded artist lacma you know doing a piece with a museum coming up in a couple weeks and then has a verse solo so like what drives him to embrace that side of code and other artists too right i think we touched on it a little bit with nudaru when we had nudaru on but it's not something that we've really explored that much in the show the recent interviews have kind of brought it to light a little bit more, just as we've been getting more and more people who have been releasing bigger and better projects all the time. As you said earlier, it really does kind of speak to that slowdown that people have been having. And you know, Willem Mapan is a great example of an artist who releases incredibly slowly, like so slowly. I think we can count on one hand the number of long form releases since we started podcasting. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's actually kind of unusual that he's going to be releasing two projects so close together here, it feels like. Um, although the LACMA one doesn't really, there's a lot of hoops I think you have to go through to really mint that. If you want a guaranteed mint, you have to have collected other stuff. It might be entirely closed off to the public. I'm, I'm not, you know, it's outside of my price range, so I'm not really like tracking that. But I've seen people saying you need to have sets of other LACMA pieces in order to be able to get this one. So I guess that one is kind of its own thing but i'm assuming the verse one is going to be some kind of auction mechanism curated outputs or just random it is kind of cool that he's gonna have these two pieces close together it doesn't bode well for the mythical fx hash collab (laughs) something else i think we'll ask him about right (laughs) we have to yeah you're completely right i keep on forgetting about that there was a period in time where we would check in every week or, or every month or two on the show and put it in the looking ahead section like remember we heard that rumor or like we saw some confirmation he was working on it so 2025. That's the year. So something that is sneaking up on us also is the two-year anniversary of FX Hash, which is in about two months. Absolutely crazy. So I have to hope 
and I have to assume that there's going to be some really cool projects coming out on the platform around then. They got to be pushing to get that ETH stuff done. They said Q3 2023, maybe that will be the big anniversary project. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they can bring ETH and on-chain, like you're going to get a Peter Pasma, right? Like that feels- like Oh, 100%. He's, he's been itching for it. He has 25 projects ready to go, bam, bam, bam. I feel like Landline to someone we know who likes to do on-chain stuff, has written their own contracts. Like I would love to see like a Landline's day one, again, assuming that there will be all this stuff ready by the second anniversary. But either way, I'm kind of excited to see like what FX Hash 2.0 and FX Hash second anniversary brings to the platform because it feels like an opportunity for there to be this renewed narrative or this just renewed interest in like releasing on the platform from everyone who's been away. So maybe we'll get them a pan collab then. That would be really cool. On-chain dragons plus radio gel. Yeah. <laughs> Flashbacks and crescents. You know, those are all very small projects. On-chain AI dragons would be sick. AI dragons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be sick though. I think we should move on to the art. I know we want to keep this as a shorter episode, but what do you think will happen if and when the bull run comes back? Like, I can't imagine that artists are going to get used to slowing down and, and creating like really high quality work and then all of a sudden just start releasing once a week again. I can imagine the releases still being somewhat scarce, but then like the flipping activity around them being a lot more insane. Yeah. And having more people come in, like not just like collect- collector people, but artist people. You know, we might not see like a Chris McCauley or a JRS dropping a project every week, which was really the hallmark of FX hash beta. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see 10 of them come in to like fill that place. You know, we might not see the 10 to 20 biggish projects dropping each week or each day, even as it felt like back in December. But I think we'll still see huge volume, huge number of artists and hopefully that they will need to be more measured and take more time to produce high quality work that meets the expectations of collectors, just because that's what we've come to expect. You know, we're much better collectors now. We're much more trained when it comes to having that eye. Yeah, I, I would love to see new, a new crop of artists come in and be incentivized by some of like the price action they might be hearing about anecdotally and decide to either publish work they have already or take the jump into doing creative coding. Because as we can see, like, I mean, this is a great way to transition right into <laughs> the big project of the week, which was Torrent by Jerez on Artblocks Curated. What a story, right? Insane. Yeah, just totally insane. Dabbling in early FS hash beta days. Sinuosity. <laughs> Sinuosity, like just releasing stuff and you can see the experimentation and the learning, right? Kind of almost the learning in public. Like obviously, Jerez knew how to code, but learning a new skill set of like combining code with art and developing these techniques and like probably studying a lot of new math and, you know, learning shaders, right? Like along the way. Yeah. And just refining the craft and just becoming a better artist, not just a better coder. Yeah. So I know that you were kind of offline for this. It was an insane moment in Discord as everyone watched. I think because of just the general market, everyone thought it might go a lot lower. So this was a 300-piece collection starting at 6 ETH, Dutch auction, down to 0.19. And this is one of the refunding auctions. So you get a rebate if you mint too high. I had loaded up 0.3 ETH. I was ready to mint. I thought it might go pretty low. And then starting around 2 ETH, they were going. And then 1.5 ETH, they were going really fast. And it minted out at 1.2 ETH, which was, I think... Way above everyone's expectations. 
Insane. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's an amazing project and probably one of the better curated pieces so far of the year, market sentiment has people expecting things to go a lot cheaper. And Jarris is, you know, still a relatively new artist, hasn't really released much of anything on ETH, so to speak. They're just a FX hash phenom. It speaks to the quality of the work, in my opinion. A hundred percent. Other than like the one verse drop, I can't think of anything else on ETH that they've done. Maybe there's been some stuff on Foundation or, or some a one-of-one one somewhere, but like I can't really, nothing else really comes to mind that would have alerted the art blocks collecting community to their work. So I think it really speaks to the merit of the piece. Obviously, we were super hyped on it. A lot of tenders were really hyped on it and missed minting because, I, again, I think the expectation was it might be around a half ETH or, or less even. So I don't know, just blown away to see our friend succeed in this fashion. It's a not insignificant chunk of money. You can do the math if you like. Um, 360 ETH approximately on the primary Mm-hmm. insane according to marketplace statistics 146 eth on the secondary but those primary dollars are that's where it's at it's yeah. i'm so happy and so proud of jaris my heart goes out like all of the love all of the love it's it's an insane project you know the unfortunate part of the secondary there of course is that in the last couple of weeks OpenSea decided to just completely stop honoring royalties and so less than 10 percent of those it looks like are actually people who are choosing to honor it so unfortunately, Jerez is not participating in a lot of that secondary market success. It was a pretty flipped piece. Like post-mint, it did that thing where it just immediately started cratering classic art blocks, flippers, buy at 1.2, sell at 0.9. I, I don't understand the philosophy there, but it was about 40% listed. I think we saw it dip down to as low as like 0.7, and it's bounced back nicely, mm-hmm. uh, coming down in number listed. And the people who are collecting it are collecting it hard. It's so sick. I wish I could have gotten my hands on one. I assume that you are watching listings. It was back up to almost one last night, back down to 0.84 as of this recording. So it's definitely yeah. swingy. Uh, have you thought about putting out any um, offers? I still out of my price range. You know, I kind of thought that I would mint or hopefully mint around 0.3. When it was starting to drop down, I was like, oh, maybe it will. Who knows? Like maybe people will keep listing. Maybe it's just an overflipped piece and I'll have a shot, but it seems like it's pretty stable here from what I can tell. It might forever be out of my price range unless I get really ETH rich somehow. Yeah, or somebody makes a very kind donation. Yeah, that's true. Subtle (laughs) winking at the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, someone who maybe minted uh, 10 of them or something. So, you know, one of the cool stories here because the project was a rebate or a settlement auction, Obi, great friend of the show, great supporter of generative artists in general, bought one at six ETH so that they could own number one in the collection with, you know, with the security of knowing that they'll get that refund. So it was really cool to see Obi just jump in right when it opened and mint immediately. <laughs> Sign of super strength. Also a way to avoid gas, probably. Probably, yeah. But I'm sure that Obi could have used those six ETH to purchase a few more, but that's okay. I think they minted multiple. So they got that one. I think they were kind of minting on the way down, but just also the story of having number one I think Obi's been collecting Jerez for a long time. So it was great just to see the community coming around celebrating and popping off. And if you haven't checked this piece out, like these <sighs> animate, so they're good. insanely cool. The thumbnails are awesome. There was one, I think it was number 179 that people were calling the Italian flag. I haven't looked at that one. <laughs> yeah. And that one sold for over an ETH above mint price on the secondary. Someone listed it up. I think it was 179. It was definitely in the 170s, maybe 173. The colors on this are fantastic. 
I'm looking at the current floor piece right now, number 77. It's like aliens, Grand Canyon, psychedelic fantasy. It passes the wife test. Oh, does it really? It's the it passes the wife test. Wow. That's how you know it's good. I don't know if you got a chance to catch up on the episode with Drez from last week, but there's going to be prints available through Artfora. So if it, if it really does pass the wife test and you want to convert some Canadian dollars to ETH, <laughs> you know, you can go grab yourself on Trinity. Well, I think that's a really bad conversion rate right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. That's the joke. It's Canadian dollars. It's Canadian dollars. So it's got to be what, like 4,000 Canadian dollars to an ETH or something like that. I have like no idea. 25,000 Canadian dollars <laughs> to an ETH. I don't know. There's not really much more to say. We've been talking about this project off and on for a while. It's amazing. It's Jerez. We're thrilled. And I'll see Jerez for dinner next week, hopefully. Going to that LA. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Dinner on them? Yeah. Dinner on them. It better be. We've already kind of talked about where we're going to go. So we'll see. That is kind of the big project. We have a little bit of shout outs, a little bit of looking ahead. I'm happy to keep this one short. So let's do some shout outs. Is there any anyone you want to start with here? First shout out to Chris McCulley for Liger, 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 which is a piece that has been in the queue for a little bit. People have been calling attention to it and just a very cool Parham's base plotter piece, which is really outside of what Chris has done in the past. He's still available to mint 15 Tez, you know, about two thirds remaining. You know, I think that this is one of those projects where it works really well with params. You know, a lot of complication going on with the, the params um, in terms of what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those things where you just smash the random button until you get something that you like, I think it That's works really well as like a um, collector curated. Yeah, it's a great piece. I minted one. Once I found a base image that I liked, I started playing with the sliders to kind of emphasize a few things and figure out what I could change from there. And I'm just anxiously awaiting Chris to offer plots on these. I assume they'll be coming as a hopefully a redeemable later on because I don't have a plotter. So it'd be cool to get him to make one. Yeah, so far it's plot it yourself. Yep. You can download the SVG and I'm sure some folks have, but I just don't have a plotter. Maybe next year (laughs) will be the year that we get plotters. I think just the with the simplicity of a lot of the pieces, and it's just so clean, this works really well as something to have printed. So shout out to Chris. It's still available to me at 15 Tez. I wanted to shout out a couple pieces that incorporate music or sound. So Omnia, which I think went really under the radar, a three-way collab between Wootscoot, Alejandro, and then a musician whose name is... S-G-A-R. So I'm not familiar with this artist, but you can check out their Twitter, Greg Scarlatta. So yeah, it's a three-way collab there. Plus it was a hodler's piece. It's called Omnia. 52 Tez to mint it. It's an it's just a visualized animated generative piece that plays on top of this song. And the song itself is kind of generative, like a collage, I guess you would say, where there's five different drums, five different bass, five different guitar, like right. And so you get this five times five times five times five effect. So there's lots of different variations on this on the music, but again, it all kind of isn't the same family because the track itself is like pretty well defined. I think the visuals are super cool. The song is cool. Skip past the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, skip past the thumbnail. The thumbnail doesn't tell you the whole story on this animation at all. Uh, it really gets kind of psychedelic and trippy. It's also got a redeemable aspect. Mm-hmm. A print. You can get a specific print for it. You can run it. You can pause it. There's a button that lets you export. Uh, the mm-hmm. frame that you're on, 
as a PNG file that you can get for the print. And so you can be really specific around which frame you get, which is nice. For whatever reason, I think this wasn't super well promoted within the Tez community. Like I didn't see anyone talking about it, uh, you know, in tender or in price discussion, you know, it's an FX hash drop, but I just didn't, didn't seem like it was communicated to the FX hash collector base and uh, not very many minted, but go check it out if you're into these type of audiovisual things. And another one, which I wanted to shout out is Everyday Wizards by Lorian, oh, Lorian Zero. You, you may know from our previously long time running intro track from their project Sunset Dancers. So they have a new piece up, Everyday Wizards, and it's like this kind of cool 3D skateboarder with this kind of droning electronic music in the background. It's only seven and a half testament it. So I wanted to shout them out because they're making cool experimental stuff with an audio component and obviously the connection to the show, right? Mm-hmm. And they've done this type of work before in some of their previous projects, uh, Orbits and Portals, I think, mm-hmm. all at 97 editions. I think the thing that's cool about this is that it is not using pre-rendered components. It's not using image composition. Not entirely sure how the images are being created, but it's it's fun. It's cool. Just a cool piece. It's not that expensive. Like it's basically like the equivalent of like five bucks right now with what Tess is at, maybe even less. So go check it out, especially if you were a fan of the old intro music to the show. Lastly, I want to draw attention to two projects on Highlight. One of these, I think we mentioned in a previous episode where we had a lot of recording issues and it ended up getting cut. So this is ES by MCHX. This is still available to Mint at 0.02 ETH. You know, MCHX has some cool stuff on... FX hash, there's some cool stuff on objects. So this is another kind of like animated color field type of project of theirs. Very ambient in the way it presents itself. Yes. This is, I think, one of their first projects that they, uh, or one of the first projects on Highlight. You know, it was before like the Generate Summer stuff came out uh, that we talked about previously. Yeah. So this is still up there, available for Mint. And if you're into this type of work, which I think both of us do appreciate it a lot, these color fields that animate slowly and just have like a very nice soothing, calming effect. Go check this one out. And more recently, Shell by Augustin Nagy. So very cool to see Augustin jumping over here to highlight. And this one only costs 0.004 ETH to mint, which is eight bucks basically in USD right now. So think of that as being like a 10 Tez mint or something. Very Augustin Nagy style. Like if you've seen his work previously, the cool thing about this is that if you mint multiples, each one progressively gets more complex. So I minted a batch of four and it was really cool seeing each one kind of be more subdivided and more like clicky and weird. I've never seen that type of mechanism before in a release. That's actually really awesome. And we saw that sort of release mechanic with Melissa's drop there as well. Oh, that's right. If you minted like a certain number at the same time, you would get all your one phrases would be unique. Yeah, one yeah. of each. So that's a really cool mint mechanic that they've been coming up with. I'm interested to see how it could be used more in the future, but I agree that this piece is amazing. And I love the way that Highlight presents it. Yeah. You know, again, I could see this coming out on FX hash, but not necessarily doing as well. Um, because kind of like the same emphasis that they put on this the description as well as the art mm-hmm. with Highlight, and we'll put this in the the eventual show notes. <laughs> When you go to the project page, it's the first thing you see. It's just the work. You don't see the name of the piece. You don't see the description. You don't see the name of the artist. 
even. It's yeah. just the piece with some controls at the bottom. And so it's so front and center and it makes it pop. I highly recommend that everybody, all platforms should do something like this if you're going to be art first. You know, even if it's not in a curated way, find a way to highlight new pieces and let people really see the art in a bigger format. I, I love that. There's no distraction. And this one really works too, right? Because it's animated. The colors are very, what's the word for this? Like they're very like analog colors, right? They're very like old TV, mm -hmm. computer monitor. So it really is a striking piece, stands out in its own way with the glitchiness of it. So it's a semi-open piece. It's open for another 22 days, already 200 mints. I think for people who have, are fans, like people, they mint his work on FX Hash, but he doesn't always mint out and certainly not at like what would be the equivalent of like a 10 or 15 test price point. Usually he's putting it up for like two tests or five tests. So this is a great exposure and yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. We'll still have to see what Highlight keeps on doing just in terms of bringing more artists in and perhaps there's a chance that they kind of become some, one of the bigger platforms alongside of Verse, Tonic, and obviously Artbox. And FX Hash, of course. Of, of course, FX Hash, but... We might be setting ourselves up to talk to someone from Highlight in the future too. So we have a lot of potential platform interviews coming up between Tonic and them and like, yeah, a lot of stuff cooking right now for when you're, when you're back from vacation. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. talk about it. That sounds like it'd be a really fun panel, actually. Yeah. All right, looking ahead... We got a few things here. Let's start with the Tender collab, which we've seen some on Twitter. And there's a generator in the Tender Discord, which is super fun to play with. Sorry for those who are not in the Tender Discord. Yeah. There's a cool channel where people are just posting the pieces that they're finding and the diversity and color use. I mean, this project is super, super cool. Did you play with it at all? Are you playing with it right now? While we... <laughs> uh, I played with it a little bit yesterday, a little bit last night. Again, this morning, I'm playing with it now. This is really high quality work from White Cross, who, you know, we've both loved for quite a long time. And it's something that has drawn comparisons to perhaps Disrupt by Roxanne. And obviously then from their um, Incomplete, Incomplete Control, Control yeah. by Tyler Hobbs. But it's completely its own thing. Like, I think that I can see the point of those comparisons, but it's not riffing on them really at all from what I can see with my eyeballs. And there's just parts of it that are so completely white cross yeah, across their entire body of work, not just their most recent stuff, but even going back into, you know, Annihilate this week in that series. Mm -hmm. I think it's spectacular. If you flip a hundred of them, you, you might find one that looks really like an incomplete control or a disrupt. But in general, like the average piece you see, I think is very different. And it does play into some of the themes that White Cross was exploring, even in the earliest days of FX Hash. He's always been about that like fine line work. And this just feels like now, you know, the magnum opus of that, in a sense, uh, this collaboration with Adam from Tender, really pulling out a ton of different compositional styles and great use of color. Mm -hmm. Very excited for this one. Hopefully it'll come out in the next week or two. Even if you don't have a pass, there's always a chance for you to mint them. So... You know, be aware. This one, the mm -hmm. last one, did you, did you see the floor on Rucka Plong is like 200 Tez now? So you're no longer the highest sale? <laughs> no, someone actually someone actually broke the highest sale of like, it was like 800. That's crazy. Yeah. It makes so, me feel worse for missing it, but yeah. I love that. That's the type of action that we love to see, especially because it, it's like that slow growth. We're no longer in like that phase of four hour hysteria. And I think it shows also the appetite for, again, like really good, art yeah in this slowdown where sometimes there might not be anything you want to mint for a week or two at a time 
all of a sudden these projects come out and it's like, oh my God, like finally. And you know, you miss it and then you, you're like, well, I don't want to miss it. I have to go get one of the secondary. And it's driving a much healthier price growth and secondary market on some of these pieces that are really exceptional. So I'm hoping that this one can do a repeat because to me it feels like very equivalent in quality and honestly, yeah. like even maybe a little more mass appealing in the way that it's like fine line work and some of the color use. So could be a very, very good drop. Yeah, I agree. It'll be pretty telling as to what happens with this. I already have my bets in as to what the floor pieces will be. I'm not going to say that here. I'll just let you know if I'm right or wrong when this comes out. I have my own bets too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to cross compare notes um, a little bit later. Yeah. I don't want to influence the market who, who hasn't been able to play with the generator yet. So but yeah, I'm really excited for this. This feels so top quality. It's not to put like a ding on FX hash or anything, but like I could see this being like Artbox presents or something on verse as well. Totally. You know, just to kind of put out like the quality of work that it is. Yeah. I, I could have totally seen this as a verse piece. Collector curated on this would have been sick on verse mm -hmm. or artist curated similarly could have worked really nicely. Yeah. And in some ways I could even see this go on tonic depending on, um, Oh my God. Yeah. Like just from like the print angle, but very happy that it's coming to FX hash. So happy. You have is no it? idea. I, I don't know if it's been announced. Okay. Well, <laughs> I assume it is because they've all been on FX hash with the exception of two, right? The, uh, Genka texture piece, which was on ETH. Yeah. And then uh, the one that just came right out on Tender because of the, the issue with the preview. Right, right. There's, I would say, a 95% chance of this coming on FX yeah. Ash. I think it's a safe assumption. I just don't know if it's like actually finalized and announced. Yeah, well, fingers who, crossed who for FX Ash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also on the FX Ash front, Landlines has been teasing a new params piece that lets you draw the curves. This is such a cool implementation of params that... Um, you know, instantly my mind goes to like, can we draw waiting to be signed or WTBS with this and make it look good? But yeah, Landlines has been teasing this kind of like curvy filled in with all sorts of like landlines, blocks and colors. And to see that it's going to be a params piece, take a look at this if you haven't seen the video yet, Trinity. It looks like a super fun piece. And I think the trick for the video is like, just don't watch the drawing of the lines. You know, wait for the line drawing to be ended and see how it fills in with like the glitchy color that just mm -hmm. not entirely sure if that's random, how that, that color comes in and displays itself, but it's incredibly dramatic. Twitter video is so compressed now that I can't make out what the other params are here. I see something that says like- index, It looks like it's just palette. Grid, palette. So yeah, you might have some control over it. Super fun. We'll be waiting for this to come out for sure. It looks close. It looks close. I was going to say maybe this would be on chain, but probably not. It's definitely going to be like way too intricate and detailed for anything like this. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's something that's like when we talked to Cyphered, he seemed pretty set that all the features on FX hash will work on chain. I guess it's just a matter of like if you want to pay for the block pay, space. Pay so yeah. I have no idea what that would mean to do a params project on chain or not and how complex this is. We'll link, of course, to this this video that Landlines posted on Twitter, so you can check it out. And who who knows? By the time this episode airs, it could be in the in the queue. So who knows? At like uh, midnight on a Monday night, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It'll be gone by morning. Right. Well, we'll probably all miss it. He'll post this some weird time. So that's on the FX hash side. Looking ahead, and we have a couple from Verse. Obviously, I'm feeling lucky. By my man is out this week. 
you know, the one thing we didn't get from her in the interview actually was like pricing and quantity. But knowing Verse, I assume it's going to be some kind of auction. Kind of bad on us for not. We got so caught up talking to her about like predestination and <laughs> the internet that we didn't get the basic information on the drop. <laughs> yep. It looks like it's uh, 366 pieces ranked auction with rebate. Okay. So similar to what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And are they going to be random or are they curated? Does it say? A unique artwork generated by the artist's algorithm. It is fully generative. Nice. Cool. Which I think really works well with the actual piece itself. That being artist curated or collector curated really makes no sense because like the entire theme of I'm feeling lucky, you know, you have to make that uh, long form. No, I think you're exactly right. That's perfect. So look out for that. Get some bids in. Maybe you can get one. And the other stuff coming up on Verse was kind of like a two artist show coming up. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a solo. It's going to be a little bit smaller, but they've got one project from Rich Poole called Out of Bounds and another project from Kelly Milligan called Scatter Processor. The exhibition is called Out of Bounds. The Rich Poole piece is called Ahunga, which oh, Ahunga, is right. takes its name from my, a Maori word. And then Scattered Processor from Kelly Milligan. And this actually is already being shown live through the verse live exhibitions. Mm-hmm. So it's on view the 5th through the 10th of September. I saw a video from the actual showing and it looks very nice, very well like printed and hung. Oh, yeah. So this is, again, something to really look forward to. It looks like the um, Rich Pool one is 150 pieces. Artist curated. Artist curated, just flipping through some of them. Some very cool diversity here. Really like looks backwards to like scaffolding or scaffold in some ways and traffic. And you know, some of them really remind me of the project that he put out for the one year anniversary. Oh yeah. That kind of packing project that played with all of the different themes of like popular FX hash releases. There's some of them that mm-hmm. kind of really remind me of that. It's a very, very cool piece. I can see it being a really cool piece to plot. 100%. The multiple colored ones might be really challenging. <laughs> but even as a print, those would be cool. Like this is just something that seems very satisfying to hang. Totally. Every piece that I've seen is just so beautiful and so tasteful. They're great. And then the Kelly Milligan side of this is a project called Scatter Processor. In some ways, you can see how it's related to Rich's piece because it is like these little building blocks and lines and stuff. But the difference is that this piece is meant to be interacted with and you can kind of drag your mouse across and you kind of move everything around and scatter the stuff that's on the screen. You can draw like whatever shape you kind of like, but then you can restore it and it'll all click back. And you can also use like the disrupt button to find ways to play with it and so this one is like a very conceptual interactive like it's a very cool kind of foil to the work that rich is presenting yeah and it's a kind of a fun way of if you're going to be doing a print to get that collector curated feel because even though your output might be random you can still choose to disrupt it in any way that you that you wish and you can print out an svg for plotting if you want or just a regular Mm -hmm. png file i don't know if we've seen how the interactive pieces have done on verse yet, but yeah. it's still just beautiful. It's clean. It really works as I think a, a print. Can't wait to talk about this in a couple of weeks. It also feels like a lot of ways an homage to some of the earlier generative artwork and just being these simple black lines. Yeah. That then as you move them around, it's like, oh, all of a sudden you're starting to be like, this kind of feels like an early Frieder Neg or Vera Molnar piece mm-hmm. and just kind of like these like random for the sake of being random arrangement of lines type of thing. So 
I don't know. I agree. I think it's going to be a more challenging one to sell. Like I expect the rich one will do really, really well. People will be excited to collect that. And then this will be for the people who are more interested in taking a risk on something that's like highly experimental. And I don't know, again, because you can't really display this one. You can do the print, but you can't display easily the manipulation part of it and like the fun of it. So. Uh, yeah. But again, you could just have it on a s- screen. Maybe it works with touchpad and put the iPad on the wall and it could be a fun installation project in your home. And Verse just out there, of course, doing something interesting. So congrats yeah. to them. Let's wrap it up there, Trinity. That's it. We got through everything. Best wishes to you on your drive back. I hope you maintain your sanity. <laughs> I hope we make it too. It'd be terrible if we didn't. Unfortunately, you can't really work on FX text articles while, while you're riding, right? You need an internet connection. So, And I'm driving and you yeah. know, taking care of the baby who's been such a trooper on all these car rides. We've been four full days of driving so far. Oof. She's just been such a joy. That's great to hear. Well, again, good luck on the drive. We're excited to have you back. We'll have to figure out how we're going to record next week while I'm in LA. I'll bring all my gear and we'll just have to figure out the, a time that we can make work. But hopefully it'll be easier, right? Because I'll be like behind you. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, should definitely be easy. Have a fun trip. It's just you? Just me going out Ooh. for work, taking some meetings, some internal, some partners coming in from out of the country. And then also just like seeing the team that I work with who I... I transitioned onto this team during COVID. I've never been out there. So I have not met any of them like face-to-face before. So there's like going to be this, that kind of element too, of just like being in the building with them and grabbing a desk and, and hanging out and we'll do some dinners and also trying to see, of course, like artists and people there if I can work it out. So yeah, hit me up if you're in LA and you want to try to hang. <laughs> I Hopefully we'll have some free time to myself, at least out of work hours. Sounds like a fun trip and a good chance to kind of be away and do your own thing. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself. I'm nervous, of course. I'm going to miss the baby, but I'm going to bring so much melatonin and sleep as much as I can. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be like going to bed at eight, waking up at seven, just like trying to get as much rest as I can because I haven't had a night away from her the entire time so far. Crashing the Bright Moments gallery. (laughs) Yeah, but this time without a stroller, so it won't look so weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's it for this one. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed. We'll be back again soon with another episode. Check out the Maya Man interview. Lots of great content coming up. We'll see you all again soon. Bye. Later. Later.